It's time for Rhema for Today. What do I do? I just act like the devil didn't say anything. I just close my sermon and said, tell you what I'm going to do. Oh, I didn't get inspired. You do get inspired sometimes. I like to do it when you're inspired. It's hard when it's, you're not. <laughs> but just deliberately, just made yourself do it. Seemed like it's just you entirely. Just push yourself out on the limb. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do right now. First person down here, I'm going to lay my hands on them. And they'll get healed. And the first person down here don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to lay my hands on them and they'll get baptized with the Holy Ghost. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching on the Healing Anointing, Volume 1. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth Hagan for today's message. In talking to neighboring pastors who were Pentecostal, I found out before I had the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'd say I got five times as many people healed as any one of them did, or I got as many people healed as five Pentecostal preachers beforehand. Now, why did I? Because, you see, I taught them faith and we believed God where they didn't do any teaching on faith or very little at all. They just waited for the anointing, which did manifest at times. I remember we used to, and we talk about it a lot of times, and whenever it's Spirit of God brings it to us, well, we, we'll bring another illustration out. But in the days of the voice of healing, modern days charismatics don't know too much about it, but there was a healing revival on here in America from 1947 through 1958. Real great healing revival. And, uh, you know, they were folks, you know, actually Brother Orr Roberts was pastor of a small Pentecostal holiness church over in Oklahoma. He shut himself up to seek God and, uh, and God began to speak to him and anointed him. And then there was back up in Indiana, Brother Branham, who was actually a Baptist preacher to begin with, and he got to baptize the Holy Ghost and the angel appeared to him then said I, from God, and said, I've given you a gift of healing and sent you to me. And, and so uh, they both began about the same time, not knowing one another, ever seen one another in different parts of the country. And then there were other ministers, and, and folks had tents up everywhere. And uh, Brother Roberts finally had a tent, you know, to seek 20,000. Jack Cole finally had a tent to seek 22,000. Any number of them had tents to seek 10,000, 5,000. They're just popping up everywhere. They're just a real healing revival on. And uh, most of them ministered with an anointing. You see, they knew very little about just really believing God. Well, now, thank God for the anointing. But you see, if, if you don't get on the basis of God's Word and faith working, nothing will last too long. Are you following me? And so, uh, now for instance, here's what I started to tell you. I just laid the foundation there for I tell you about the voice healing. Now, now I, I'm in one fellow's meeting, and uh, that anointing is just not there. Now, there's a good anointing in the service, but he's talking about the anointing. And, and we minister, several of us, you know, I just stopped by to visit the meeting. We, we, the two of us were in the voice of healing together. He's one, we were comrades in, in, in this movement. And I, we were sitting here, several of us ministers who were visiting, so on, sitting on the platform, you see. Well, he'd finished his sermon, give an altar call, 
And they must have been a hundred people or more came to get saved, which was large in those days. We think nothing about a hundred people answering an altar call today, but in those days, man, that was phenomenal. And, and, and he's supposed to minister to the sick. That is advertised. He turned and said to us, boy, you, I, I mean, you couldn't pray for the sick in an atmosphere like this. See, he, he sensed that that anointing that he ministered under is not there. Now, don't misunderstand. We know the Spirit of God's there. Spirit of God led these people to come to that altar, you see. But we're talking about the healing anointing now, you see. And, and so, actually, he just sort of passed it by, and even though he's ever not been laying hands on sick, and didn't. Well, one minister said to me, he said, well, I don't understand that. The power of God is here. I understood what he meant. That anointing that I minister under just isn't in manifestations. So he don't know what to do. Now, by the same token, here I am. I'm going to show you the difference now. I do minister under anointing at times, as the Spirit wills, just like he did. So he did minister because anointing not there. But now I'm in a meeting. And boy, it's dry. I mean, it's been good. We're in a church meeting. At that time, I was staying in the church because the Lord spoke to me very definitely and said, stay in the church. And when he said, uh, do different, I did different. And, uh, and, and we've been running a long meeting, you know, every night. I'd run three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks right in one church, you see. Service every night, and most of the time, service is twice a day, Monday through Friday. Well, you know, people up late every night, you know, for two or three weeks, and after a while, they get tired. You know, we're still just human, you know. And so this is one of those nights. We was having a good meeting. People getting saved, getting baptized, the Holy Ghost. I'd go to churches, and, and sometimes as a result of the meeting, the Sunday school would double. The church membership would double. The Sunday school would triple. Praise God. Amen. I, I remember I went to one church. We had a lot of men got saved. In, in fact, this fellow had 12 times as many men in his church as he did when we went there. And by doing that, he got a number of whole, when he got the heads of families, you see, the whole families in his church. Just overwhelming. Great results. But God said, do it, so I did. Now, I'm in this service. Well, now, it's not, for, you know, it's, it's not the devil. Uh, folks, you know, work hard, many of them. Weather gets cool. They come in, eat a big supper, come out to church, sit down, the building's warm, you grow sleepy. It's not a matter of the devil. It's just a matter of the flesh. You just get sleepy. So the most of the crowd, you know, the service is dull and dry. The devil said to me, now, if I was you, I'd just, just hurry up, just dismiss them, send them home early, let them get a good night's sleep, and come back tomorrow night, and you have a good service then. After all, as dull as this is, you couldn't do anything in this kind of service anyhow. Now, those are thoughts going through my mind. I recognize that's the devil. Anything that's doubt and unbelief is the devil. I mean, that's, that's easy discernible, isn't it? Well, now, you see, if I'm depending on the anointing alone, now, don't misunderstand me. Thank God for the anointing. See? Yet I want to show you another side of the picture. If I'm depending on the anointing, if I'm just ministering, healing under that anointing, then I'm going to do just like the other preacher did. You know, I'm just going to dismiss the crowd and send home because you can't minister. I, I'm not going to lie about it. I don't have it. I mean, I never felt so dull, so dry in my life. In fact, if I'd been going by feelings... And there I am just finishing my sermon. If I'd been going by the way I felt, I'd have said, folks, I'll tell you, before I give an altar call on everybody, pray for me, I'm backslid. <laughs> if I'd have been going the way I felt. You felt like you didn't have anything. Did you ever feel that way? Just feel like you didn't have anything. Just, just, just you know, I mean, nothing. Never felt so dry. Never felt so empty. Never felt so listless. Never felt so powerless in your life. Any of you preachers ever feel that way? Or Christians, any of you? Well, certainly every one of us have. 
You know, and I said that one time, somebody come to me just a minute. Why, brother, you mean preachers are that way too? I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, preachers are that way. They're just human as you are. <laughs> Amen. So they, they have the same devil, same flesh, same world, same enemies that you have to put up with, except more of them because they got to put up with you. I'm going to get over here by my friends. <laughs> They'll sort of stand by me. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's get back to the subject. <laughs> so, I never felt so dry in my life. But you see, I know something about faith. See, I know feelings and anointing and what you feel or don't feel don't have a thing in the world to do with faith. I know something about faith, you see. So what do I do? Oh, yeah, I mean, these thoughts are coming to my mind just like faster machine gun bullets can fly. Why don't you just dismiss the service and send them home? Couldn't nobody get anything in the atmosphere like this. Too dead, too dry. Everybody's asleep nearly. They get a good night's sleep, come back refreshed tomorrow night, and you might do something. But you couldn't do anything here. There's no anointing here. There's no power here. What do I do? I just act like the devil didn't say anything. I just close my sermon and said, tell you what I'm going to do. Oh, I didn't get inspired. You do get inspired sometimes. I like to do it when you're inspired. It's hard when it's, you're not. <laughs> but just deliberately, just made yourself do it. Seemed like it's just you entirely. Just push yourself out on the limb. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. Right now, first person down here, I'm going to lay my hands on them. And they'll get healed. And the first person down here don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to lay my hands on them and they'll get baptized with the Holy Ghost. Who is it going to be? Everybody just sat there and nobody moved. <laughs> Finally, a dear lady, after it seemed like a 10 minutes, I know it wasn't. You know, time like that, 10 seconds, it seemed like 10 minutes, you know. It just so dead, dry, you know. A few of them woke up, you know, and blinked their eyes. <laughs> Finally, a lady got up and said, well, I, 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 I've been seeking for years. Said, reckon I might get it. No mind about it. Come on down here. I'll lay hands on you, and you'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so she came down there. I laid hands on her, and she started talking in tongues. Well, a few people got excited. But this is Pentecostal church. And about half of them said, well, now, he's teaching you can get the Holy Ghost without tearing for it. That's not real. She didn't get the real thing like I did. So you feel all that division in the crowd. Amen. Amen. I said, I said, the first thing, you know, that dear woman standing there talking in tongues. A few people's rejoicing about it, 10 or 12. First and down here, I'll lay my hands on and you'll get healed. They just sat there and looked at me. Finally, a poor fellow started trying to get up. He finally got up. And he had a homemade crutch under one arm. And it looked like, a, instead of a walking stick, a, 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 a tree, little bitty tree limb. He'd cut out of a tree limb, you know. He's all crooked, you know, in the other hand. And here he come. I thought, surely somebody could have come that had the chronic headaches. <laughs> you know. Here, this fella come here. You know, it looked like it took him forever. He's about halfway back there, about halfway down there. It looked like it took him forever to get up that. And everybody just sat and looked, you know. But what are you going to do? Oh, boy, you got to fight the flesh. You got to fight your feelings. You felt like turning and running. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
you would have fell through a crack in the platform, but it wasn't it's all too big, you know, there wasn't any of them to hit you. What are you going to do? You've already said it. Well, you're just going to act like it's so. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. But right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The classic slimline book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Praying to Get Results. A single CD from Kenneth Hagan, The Son of Righteousness Has Risen, and his book entitled Expect. Craig Hagan's single CD, Just Believe. And lastly, two single CDs by Denise Burns, Being Transparent with God in Prayer, and Whose Voice Are You Listening To? All these resources are for the special price of $20.95. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join our special guest hosts, Craig Hagen and Denise Hagen Burns. We have a Cyber Monday is coming up, no, Monday, November 26th. And you know, you've probably seen Cyber Monday, you know, you know, on, on the internet and things like that. But online. Uh, at rhema.org, you can save half off all our Faith Library products on Cyber Monday from 12 a.m. till 12 a.m. the next day, November the 26th. Monday, Kenneth Hagan will start a powerful series. That's next week on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. <laughs> 